International headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the southern suburbs of Nashville, actually, here in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. What a joy it is today to welcome you to our time together that we do right here five days a week on this station. And I'm real pleased that you've joined us today. And if you're a first-time listener, I trust that you'll get back with us every day that you possibly can. And for all of you that are along every day, well, God bless you. We appreciate your friendship so very much. And we're looking today at a series of messages, a brief series, probably about three days here, that we're building out of Romans chapter 11. And we're talking about the general theme, God has not forgotten and neither should we. So we're going to look at part two of that in just a moment. Just a brief reminder, our National Sword of the Lord Conference in Winston-Salem, Walkertown, North Carolina, is coming now in less than a month, July 17 through 20. We are, in fact, going to be there with the Lord's help and blessing and look forward to a great four days, July 17 through 20. And I want you to be there, too. Everybody is welcome. Bring your family The full details are on the website at swordofthelord.com. Well, let's look at Romans chapter 11. Yesterday, I read the first two or three verses there, and uh, the Lord indicated that really his people, the nation of Israel, had not continued strongly with him. There had been times of refusal and rebellion, and some of them had actually just really become reprobates in the process. And uh, whenever you think about all of that difficulty, it's no wonder that Elijah the prophet, and he is quoted here by Paul, would say something like, Lord, they've killed your prophets. They've torn down your altars, and I'm the only one left. I am the only one. Well, the Lord made clear when he said in verse 4, chapter 11 of Romans, he said, I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Now, sometimes whenever you and I living in the world where we live, with so many things falling apart, so many things going awry, so many people just getting along with the world and coasting with it and going wherever that the devil points. I mean, it's really sometimes disheartening to see all of that. And oftentimes, whenever you're trying to do what you're supposed to do and live a clean life and be supportive of the Lord's work and just stand tall for the Lord, and whenever you see all of that, it's sometimes tempting to say, Lord, is there anybody left? Well, the good news is, yes, there are people left and good people, people that are standing true. He goes on to say in verse 5, Even so then at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. So what has he done? The Lord has elected to save individuals by the blood of Christ, by the atoning work of Christ, because he went to the cross, resurrected from the grave. We have salvation available. And the Lord will, by his grace, do what he can do. He will save every person that comes to him and puts their faith and their trust in him. And in so doing, he's really building a remnant. He's building a group of people who will stay true. They're not going to go coasting with the world. And we need to understand that God has that in place 
And even whenever everything grows dark around you, I'm telling you, God has not forgotten. He's not forgotten you. He's not forgotten what your needs are. He's not forgotten about the great need that all of us have to have him in our life. And uh, he will stand by us. He will be there when we need him. And so he's telling us, we're not the only ones. There are some other people. Now, frankly, there are far less than what there should be, far less people doing right than what we would like to see. And uh, we, like Paul and like Elijah, we're reflecting on that. And we are saying, listen, this is not good to see so many people go down the wrong trail. I mean, aside from the fact that whenever people reject Christ, they're going to spend an awful eternity in hell. Whenever we look at all of that, even now in this present day, in this present world, we think about what it means to serve the Lord and to walk with God and to not turn him aside. And it just really, really is baffling to see so many people go down the trail the wrong way. Now, we look at all of that, and we're reminded here in this passage that God's purposes are going to be effective. They're going to be right on schedule. God's not forgotten what he set out to do. In fact, if you back up into the previous chapter, number 10 of Romans, verse 18, uh, the question is asked, But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words into the ends of the world. The question is, uh, faith does come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Verse 17 tells us that. And he says, so why do these people not respond? Is it because they've not heard? Oh, yes, they've heard. They have heard, but they have decided with deliberation. They have decided that they're not going to take advantage of the opportunity that they have. So we look at verse 19 and he says, but I say, Doth not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. So what's he saying by that? He's telling us. Sometimes we drop the guard, we let the fence down, we stop serving the Lord, we quit doing what we're supposed to do, and the Lord is simply saying, we'll see about how you do well with that, We'll see whether you can do well or not. And he said, we'll just let you go on your own and there will be opposition develop. I mean, you try to have it your way, do what you want to do, leave God out of the picture and think that you can battle the devil. You think you can battle all of the individuals that are on his team that are mean and ugly and wicked and vicious and hostile. You think you can deal with them. The Lord says, without my help, he said, well, we'll see how you do with that kind of opposition. Now, he nonetheless, in spite of all of this, dear friends, this is absolutely, to me, astounding. It is amazing that even though a nation like Israel or a nation like ours, I mean, wherever we are, individuals, every one of us, any of us who turn our back on God, any of us who become hostile, any of us who become just uh, really reprobates in our mind and our behavior and how we go about things and in leaving God out of the picture, I mean, we really, I mean, by all standards, by all consideration, you might just say that the Lord would say, well, I've given you a chance. You didn't take it. So you're on your own and he'll just forget all about you. But that's not what he does. He does not forget verse 21. But to Israel, he saith, all day long have I stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. He said, you haven't done right. You're not right now. You're doing things that uh, really I abhor, 
And uh, yet, as you are in that disobedience, I have continued to stretch forth my hands to you. Now, I'm telling you, that is absolutely amazing that God would do that, but that's exactly what he does. His purposes are unending. He does not give up on what he's purposed to do, and literally, he has not forgotten, even whenever there is a tremendous amount of rejection and uh, rebellion, he has not forgotten. Now, we need to look carefully at all of this because sometimes whenever people get so far adrift, they just do not realize how far gone that they are. The Apostle Paul lays out the picture here very clearly, reflects on his own salvation, makes it clear that you and I, too, can know it. Uh, we are very much a part of uh, the family of God when we come to Christ. We are that because of his mercy, because of his compassion, because of his forgiveness, because of his atonement, because of his reconciliation, because of his justification, because of his salvation, because of his deliverance, because of his security. I mean, all of that is a part of the status that you and I have when we come to Christ. Remember in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, he makes a statement. He said, you know, there was a point in time when you were not a people, but you are now the people of God. Listen, we get to be God's people, not because that we have uh, really deserved that, but it's because of God's amazing grace. Back in chapter 11, look at verse number 6. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. So he is telling us here, you can't work your way to heaven. You can't work your way into being a child of God. You can't work your way into pleasing God. But it's by God's grace that you have to make that first step. If you think about pleasing God, it's going to have to come after you've made that step to come to Christ. Because everything, I mean, there's one of the Proverbs that says that even the plowing of the wicked is sin. I mean, even the plowing. I mean, a guy goes out to do something that is really an honest labor, but God looks at it and he says, nothing you do pleases me as long as you reject my son. And so you and I have that responsibility, and we need to understand that what we need comes to us via God's grace. It comes to us because God has grace extended to us. So listen, however bad you've been, whatever sin you've been into, however far down in the pit you have been in your life, I want you to know God has not forgotten about you. God has not forgotten even when his people disgrace him, even when his people embarrass him. God has not forgotten, and he will do what he needs to do for you, through you, every step of the way. So here's my point. God's not forgotten, and neither should we. We need to remember, I mean, on the day whenever we know we've made a misstep, we need to remember all of these precious provisions that God's made for us. Even whenever we have somehow embarrassed ourselves and embarrassed the Lord, we need at the same time to remember God's goodness is still right there for us. God's grace is still available to us. Now, this does not in any sense of the word condone sin. It does not mean that we are privileged to go about doing just whatever our flesh would want to do. That is not what this says at all. But it just simply makes clear that God is not a quitter. 
He's not going to give up on you, and he will, in fact, do everything possible to show his goodness and his grace to you and to extend his love, his mercy, his compassion, and God just does not forget about his people. And somehow, whenever you and I have maybe failed the Lord, we need to understand that disappointment can take hold and uh, sometimes can plunder us all the way down into depression, can just make a mess out of us, and all of that does not negate the great promises of God. I mean, no matter how far we may bend wrong, it does not negate the things that God has designed for us. God has not forgotten his people. He is not forsaking his people. The third verse here talks about uh, Elijah saying, well, they killed your prophets and they tore down your altars, and he's uh, feeling so alone in all of this. Well, other people are hiding too. I mean, like Elijah, who took on Ahab and took on those 850 prophets of Baal. I mean, that's a pretty lonely task. And there may be times when you feel alone, but I'm here to tell you today, you're not alone. Whenever things are going sour and you got 850 to 1 odds because 850 people have lined up against you, just remember that in the midst of it all, God has not forgotten you. He's not forgotten to be good to you. He's not forgotten his promises to you, and he will sustain you and see you through. This is, in fact, the good thing about being a child of God. God has not forgotten. And by the way, dear friend, neither should we. We need to remember who we are, what we have, and what the precious promises of God mean to us. Well, look, we'll finish this up probably tomorrow, but I want to emphasize some more things about this great theme that God has not forgotten, and neither should we. So I hope you'll plan to be with me tomorrow. In the meantime, write me a note. I'd love to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.